Hello everyone and welcome to Box Office of the I'm your host Tyler Callahan and we got the box office numbers to go over, National Cinema Day, Cineworld filing for bankruptcy, and more. Let's start with the domestic top five. Since it was Labor Day weekend, the box office numbers will be in a four-day format to include Monday. With that, moving back up to first place is Top Gun Maverick with 7.9 million for a total of 701.2 million. In second place is Bullet Train with 7.3 million for a total of 87.8 million. Third place was Spider-Man No Way Home with its extended cut. It made 6.5 million and brings its total up to 811.3 million. Fourth place was League of Super Pets with 6.3 million for a total of 81.7 million. And in fifth place was last week's winner, The Invitation, with 6 million for a total of 15 million. And since theaters were packed on National Cinema Day, let's also take a look at the totals of other films. Dragon Ball Super Superhero is at 35.4 million. Jaws made 3.3 million in its re-release. Thor Love and Thunder is at 340.6 million. And Beast is at 26.7 million. So by all accounts, National Cinema Day was a success. In total, 8.1 million tickets were sold around the country, making it the biggest attendance day for theaters this year. I do feel bad for the movie theater employees, though. I was reading some horror stories that they were going through thanks to the huge influx of customers with some being rude, weird, or both. What this did show is that clearly, even with not much marketing, if people here tickets are cheap, they are willing to go to the theater. As for what studios and theater owners should be taking from this is, is that people still want to go to the theater, but at current prices, not so much. Now, how do they fix that? I'm not sure, but I do not expect them to just cut prices across the board. Instead, if anything, I expect another day of the week to have discounted tickets, kind of like how Discount Tuesday is a thing, maybe Tuesday and Thursday. Another option would be to beef up their subscription service or offer a lower tier with maybe one movie per week. AMC is around $24 for three movies a week. Why not $8 per month for one movie a week? That would also help them build up their recurring revenue. As for films themselves, Top Gun stood out once again, gaining 28% compared to last weekend. At this rate, I think Top Gun Maverick is going to be the movie of the year in regards to its performance. Opening in first place in China is a new film called Give Me Five, which debuted with 21.5 million. Dropping down to second place is New Gods Yang Jing with 5.2 million for a total of 62.5 million. Third place was another new film called Hero, which opened with 5 million. Fourth place was Moon Man with another 4.9 million for a total of 442.7 million. And in fifth place was Song of Spring, another new film which made 3.6 million. So yeah, not much to report from China. New films are being released, but they are not connecting with moviegoers, and still no word on what the next Hollywood films will be approved for release. For worldwide numbers, let's look at Jurassic World Dominion, taking its sweet time in getting past the billion. It's now at 994.6 million. It will likely pass it by the end of next weekend, Bullet Train made another 9.8 million for a worldwide total of 195.4 million. Nope made 4.2 million for a total of 159.1 million. Beast made 2.3 million for a worldwide total of 45.8 million. The Invitation made 1.1 million for a worldwide total now of 
18.3 million. And finally, Minions, The Rise of Gru, made 8.9 million for a worldwide total of 890.2 million. Now, moving over to news from Hollywood, where Cineworld has gone ahead and filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy in the United States. This was kind of expected, it was just a matter of when. As for what the plan is now, the company announced that they will work on reducing a large amount of its debt, and that this will include a real estate optimization strategy for the United States, aka some theaters will be shut down and sold off. There will also be a reorgan there will also be a reorganization of the company. In the meantime, all theaters will remain open, run normally, and their unlimited membership will continue to operate. They expect, if everything goes to plan, to come out of Chapter 11 sometime in the first quarter of next year. With the paperwork filed in Texas for this to proceed, we did get some info on how much some studios are owed. Universal is owed $20.4 million, Lionsgate $15 million, Disney is owed $14 million, and Warner Brothers is owed $7.6 million. These are some of the debts that will have to be paid off during the bankruptcy process. Based on everything right now, I do expect Cineworld to come out of bankruptcy okay. If they want to hold on to Regal in the United States and not sell it whole, then I expect them to shut down a good amount of theaters and sell them to AMC and Cinemark. Basically, the big three national chains will stay the same, but the market share will change, with Regal losing some. As for the UK, so far no word on what will happen there, but I would not be surprised if a few were sold there as well. Well, we can't go a week without Warner Brothers being in the news, and this time it's thanks to Don't Worry Darling. What was supposed to be a moderate to big hit from director Olivia Wilde has turned into a PR mess. I'm not going to go over the details, as it's not clear what is actually true, it's not true. Based on putting everything together, though, uh, what I can tell you is basically production of the film was a mess, and the lead, Florence Pooh, will not be on the press tour for the film. She made her one appearance for it at the Venice Film Festival, where right before the showing of the film... It looked like Harry Styles spit on Chris Pine's lap. Now the video at quick glance does look like it, but in slow motion, it looks like it did not happen. Pine's representative has already come out and said the story is not true. True or not though, most people now are only interested in the train wreck of the film, the production, and the marketing for it. Which has been a mess. No one at this point seems to actually care about seeing this film itself. And since this is one of the few films Warner Brothers has for the rest of the year, it's not looking good that it will be a breakout hit. Also from Warner Brothers, CFO Gunnar Winfield spoke at a Bank of America conference and actually talked about Batgirl. He said that the canceling of the film was blown out of proportion by the press and that they still have a healthy relationship with talent. I know we are not the audience for his comments, but I would have to disagree with him on that. The fact that a $90 million film got canceled for a tax rebate is kind of insane. For it to make sense, they would have to say the film was trash and was not up to the standards they want for DC. But if they did that, their relationship with talent would be in bad shape. I get it. Since canceling the film, they have been in a tough spot explaining themselves. But calling it overblown? Nah, man. That was in post-production when you killed it. Also speaking at the Bank of America conference was Paramount's studio chief, Brian Robin. In his talk, he mentioned that he plans on the studio producing more films post-2023 and aims to release 12 to 15 yearly going forward. Next year, they have between 10 to 12 going to theaters, depending on the schedule changes. Uh, while this is not a big increase, it is good to hear, because it shows that Paramount overall still views theatrical releases as an important part of the overall success of the company. I think after the changes last year in management that there were some concerns that they would wind down theatrical releases and focus more on streaming. And who knows, maybe Top Gun showed them the theatrical-to-streaming model works best.
We got a new film in the works at BBC Films with The End We Start From. It is based on a book of the same name and is about a new mother and the struggles she faces protecting and raising her kid in London during a climate crisis where massive floods have hit the city. It stars Jodie Comer as the lead with Benedict Cumberbatch and Mark Strong joining the cast. Filming has already begun and will be released sometime in 2023. The premise is definitely interesting and it's got a really solid cast so I'm looking forward to watching it. And we finish up the section with Paramount showing off the first few images from Babylon, as well as character posters. Uh, the Damien Chazelle-directed film, led by Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie, uh, comes out in limited release on Christmas, with a wider release January 6th. I can't tell much from the images released, but after La La Land and First Man, I have full faith in Chazelle, and I can't wait to watch this. Hoping for that IMAX release. There's not much going on in VOD Premium this week, but we start with Amazon, who has to pay out $4 million in residuals and interest. Why? Well, back in 2020, the uh, WGA filed our arbitration that claims against Amazon for underpaying writers on 31 films they either bought or produced. They went into arbitration to get that money. Now, two years later, this is the agreed settlement, which should be given out to the 37 screenwriters that were affected by this. Now, because it went into arbitration, we do not know the full details about how Amazon explained why they were underpaid and so on and so forth. So I don't really have any strong opinions on the matter. I will say, though, if the screenwriters were underpaid and Amazon knowingly did it, they should absolutely pay it back. Besides that, we got a bunch of trailers. First, staying with Amazon, we got one for My Policeman, a film set in the 1950s, led by Harry Styles and Emma Corrin. It's premiering at the Toronto International Film Festival, We'll have a theatrical release on October 21st, and will be available on Prime Video on November 4th. A lot of Harry Styles in films over the fall season. Peacock dropped a trailer for a new rom-com film called Meet Cute. It stars Kaylee Coco and Pete Davidson, and is directed by Alex Lehman. Comes out September 21st. Now on to Netflix, where they dropped two trailers. The first is The Good Nurse, starring Jessica Chastain and Eddie Redmayne. From the looks of it, it's a drama-slash-thriller where Redmayne's character is going from hospital to hospital, killing patients secretly. I watched it, and it looks good. Definitely one to keep an eye on. The film will have a limited release in theaters on October 19th, and then premiere on Netflix on October 26th. The second trailer is the one everyone was waiting for. We got our first look at Glass Onion, the Knives Out sequel, and it looks good. The trailer itself is also well done, as it quickly introduces the cast, some small jokes, and that it's leaving the plot a mystery, which, since it's a murder mystery, is good. I just really hope that it gets a wide theatrical release. One thing I noticed when watching the trailer is that it feels like a normal film, and not a Netflix film, if you know what I mean. Finally, for VOD sales news, Deadline is reporting that less than a month since being on sale digitally, Top Gun Maverick is now in the top 20 best-selling digital movies of all time in the United States. Even on VOD, Top Gun can't stop breaking records. And that'll be it for this week's episode of Box Office Receipts. Question for the episode is, for any of the films that got trailers this week, are you looking forward to any of them? Let me know on Facebook, link to the page in the show notes. Thank you for listening, and see you next time.